Star Wars was my first and final realm. This, you know, that thing where it's a, it's a thing you get into so that you know the whole world as if you live in it. Like, I knew all of the connections and the, you know, back and forth. I don't know why they didn't, like, have me go to terminal wards on hospitals where, like, patients, like, don't want to let go of life and just let me talk to them about Star Wars. <laughs> they would have flatlined after 30 seconds. And, you know, Dengar's ship was called the Punishing One, and it's interesting how it's also a converted Karelian... Go to the next room, Patton. Thank you. You know, Forlom is an acronym that means for love of money. And now Forlom was a former protocol droid. If you know that, beep, next. Oh, the things I could tell you about Zuckus. Beep. Welcome, Wretched Hive of Scum and Villainy, to Geek Salad episode 221. Well, maybe we do need their scum. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. And we are back. Uh, we're, 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 we're down a few people today because of time crunches and vacations and whatnot. But, hell, we are going to get through this. We are going to get an episode in the can as Mike and I head off to vacation. Yeah. So... Tonight, well, here just means more bounty for us. <laughs> yes, exactly. More, more credits. So, more yes. portions. <laughs> we get full quarter portions. Because <laughs> tonight we are talking about the bounty hunters of Star Wars. Bounty hunters. <laughs> uh, this is. They, they, it's like ever since. The, the concept of the bounty hunters were, and I know Joe's going to correct me on this, uh, but as the, the concept of the bounty hunters, uh, as these cool-looking dudes were introduced in Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, um, we are, yes, Joe, you can correct me in just a second. I will, I will correct it's you. It's always been a point of just fascination for a lot of us nerds out there, especially us Star Wars nerds. But Joe, go ahead. I will take issue. I will take issue and say that Greedo is the first bounty. Is the original bounty hunter from A New Hope. And I will right. say that he wasn't actually referred to as a bounty hunter in that movie. He's only been kind of retroactively made a bounty hunter. But but, but, he's he's a they, but, no, no, but he but he kind of you knew you knew that Han had a price on his head. And Greedo was there to collect on it. Yeah. Yeah. But so it may not have been explicitly said that he was a bounty hunter, well, but he he was he embodies the concept. Well, it was it was it was made even more complicated in uh, with the special edition where you know you know Jabba just said why did you fry poor Greedo? So it was like yeah he, he's like he's just my thug there to kind of get you know get you back on track or stuff. He never actually said call him a bounty hunter. Yeah, but mm. you know, but I understand where Joe's coming from though, because he was oh, I do, I do, the bounty I do as well. on yeah on Han's head, and that's but you know again it was the whole the whole the whole concept of this the galaxy wide expanse of bounty hunters was introduced in Empire Strikes Back, but the concept of bounty hunting itself exists in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, and then. And, 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 if, I mean, if you want to talk, if you want to talk retroactively, Mike, on that, you can include that pirate-looking dude and all the other dudes that showed up in the um, in the special edition who were there in the 1970s, along with the fat Scottish guy who was supposed to be Jabba the Hutt. So. Right, and, and the thing is, I mean, the idea of bounty hunters is so integral to Star Wars lore that 
you know, it's 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 hard to imagine the world without it. You know, right? I mean, it it, it seems to me like the the primary form of law enforcement in Star Wars is bounty hunting. Yeah, well, right. Because, well, because before the Clone Wars, the 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 Republic didn't have a standing army, and they didn't have a police force outside of Coruscant. So right. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, they kind of relied a little bit on the Jedi to act as kind of. Yeah, but the Jedi, I mean, at the, at their height, the Jedi numbered what twenty twenty five hundred, maybe ten thousand total. Yeah. Yeah, but you know you can't. They can't oversee. They can't be the guardians of a galaxy of trillions of sentient beings. Right. So I think. So I mean, in Deep Star Wars lore, I think. I think you start seeing bounty hunter as the de facto law enforcement kind of. You know, kind of arm of the Republic. Yeah. And and the and the underworld too. Yeah. I mean that 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 would that would explain why like the bound you know the bounty hunters guild was respected and it yeah. wasn't viewed as like this, you know, evil organization. It's like, okay, well, you, you, if you're, you know, if you're a, a governor of a planet and you've got this criminal that needs catching, you're going to go to, you're not going to go to the Republic. They're not going right. to, they're going to be like, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear well, what you're saying. I mean, I mean, bounty hunters, they were hired to hunt down targets, but they were also hired to be like, Mercenaries, you know, the right. I mean, right. Jabba, well, Jabba regularly kept a couple of them on hand just to act as like bodyguards. So, right, exactly. And the other thing too is that you're 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 dealing with you know intergalactic laws. The laws change from system to system to system. So having someone who can kind of like weave in between that that gray area to, right. to take people in for you know things that might not be done through local jurisdictions. Totally understand that. Now, I feel like the entire concept of the bounty hunter was established in Star Wars just because it, it gave them more excuses to introduce more uh, creatures. Well, yeah, of course, and more toys. I'm sure. I'm sure Kenner had some input. Oh, you, know. you think? You think that because Bosk was like the fifth figure that that was released in the Empire Strikes Back line? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I think Kenner might have had some input in the whole. Right, the whole exactly. Idea. I and, mean, uh, he, Boba Fett with his uh, launching missile. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, he'll pull. He'll shoot your eye out. Joe, did you um, did you send away for your Boba Fett? I did not. Okay, I did, and we got a. You know, he was wrapped in a very nice letter stating that. Um, yeah, sorry, oh, this missile well, didn't launch. Well, you got to remember, Andy. I didn't come into Star Wars until nineteen early nineteen eighty three, right before Return oh, of the Jedi came out. Oh, that's right. That's right. I didn't see, you know, Star Wars. I didn't see Star Wars until I moved to the mainland and moved into ah. acting. And I, you know, I saw Star Wars: A New Hope on HBO, and that's when I got hooked. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. So I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in. All right. Well, let let's get our conversation started by hitting right into our social media. So. I, I gotta admit, I'm actually pretty pleased with how fast the turnaround on some of this was. I threw out the call today, and I got some yeah. really good stuff. And we'll base the majority of our conversation around this, and then we will talk about some of our other uh, favorites that were kind of left out of this. So we'll start with a uh, good friend of the show, Dave McLean, who is at uh, McLean Dave on Twitter, and says, IG88 gets my vote for the best bounty hunter. You know, for a character that started off as just being kind of like a tin at, in the back of the cantina behind the bar, <laughs> a bit, that dude a, just had quite the career. A busted espresso maker. Seriously. And uh, for what was essentially a prop, he never moved. Yeah. He was just there. Yep. Yep. You, you got to admit, though, think of how the assassin droid has evolved from, again, being a busted espresso maker at the Moss Eisley Cantina, to a rod puppet, to being scuttled and destroyed by the Ugnaughts in Cloud City, and then, <laughs> you know... Well, the, 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 the thing that elevates IG-88 isn't IG-88, it's IG-11. Right. Yeah. From the Black Lord. Beloved by everybody as IG-11. Right. right, exactly. So it's like, you know, unless you're nerds like us deep into the Star Wars lore, you know, if you're just a casual, you're looking at IG-11 and IG-88, they're, look, they're both the same. They're like, oh, they're cool. You know, IG-11 right. kicks ass. Stop that. Identify yourself. I am IG-11. I am this child's nurse droid and require that you remind him to me immediately. A nurse droid? I thought it was a hunter. 
Aren't IGs usually hunters? Yeah, well, evidently this one's a nurse. I I'm sorry, nurse, but you're gonna have to get out of here. Are you refusing my request? No. I'm telling you to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh yeah, but but I would like to believe that the the mechanisms, the the fact that he's just pretty much he's got like um, umpteen types of mobility, mm -hmm. like you know, like IG Eleven was able to do with just the fact that he could just spread his arms out and just spin around and just start firing guns. Well, that's that, that, well, that's the beauty. Well, the, you know, that's that's the beauty of taking like old quote unquote old assets in Star Wars and modernizing them with current special effects. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, okay. That's how cool IG eighty eight probably was when he was active. Yeah. You know? But then again, you know, like like those of us who like Mike and myself who who deep deep uh, game lore, you know, we have an appreciation for assassin droids. Right. <laughs> Which we'll oh, get into no, later. Not just assassin droids, but also Mandalorians. Yeah, that too. So yeah, um, and he's just—he's a cool character. Did you guys ever read Tales of the Bounty Hunters? No, I—I uh, never read it, but I—I—I I, I know what what his uh, IG eighty eight story is. Yeah, he was essentially—I mean, the whole thing kind of sets up almost like um, the operating scene in Spider Man two with when they're trying to remove. Uh, Dr. Octopus's arms, you know, it, it's very similar to that, where he comes online and within 30 seconds, all the technicians are dead. Or are you trying to do a, a memory wipe? No, no, they were just bringing him online for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a really cool story, and, you know, now it's part of the Legends series, but it's, a, it's, it's actually the best... Um, it's actually one of the better uh, story. It's one of the better stories in there. Now, the dumbest part of it was when he tries to interface with the third, with the second Death Star. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and he and he managed to, to take control of it like seconds before it gets blown up. Of course, right. Spoiler. So. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So you guys talk a little bit more about the IG. I gotta I gotta tap somebody else in on this call. So give me oh. one minute. Okay. Let's see. Well, I did notice that um, uh, some more, like he he, he mentioned that uh, Derek uh, uh, Derek also mentioned uh, Cad Bane. I don't negotiate with gutless murderers. If that's not the quack to call in the stifling slimy. <laughs> so for those of us who, who watch the you know Clone Wars oh, and Rebels. Yeah. And, and Book of Boba Fett. I mean, you know, honestly, he is, he's like the, almost the perfect archetype for a Western style bounty hunter. Yeah. So he absolutely you know, like, is. And like every, I would say, you know, if there was ever a most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy, I would say it'd be him. Oh, it was Cad Bane, yeah. Even the, Je even the Jedi feared him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I think that Cad Bane is is really good. You're, you're jumping the gun, Joe. I had a ton of people to talk about. Let's let's uh, bring in um, let's bring in some of these other other people here. So yeah, Derek brings up uh, Cad Bane, probably the best written bounty hunter in Star Wars film. But we did finally get our live action representation of him because of Derek's favorite. And by the way. Derek hosts the Midnight Myth podcast, who just did a really good um, Q&A session for their 199th episode. Uh, or actually, I think it was a bonus episode. Uh, but we had them on recently on our YouTube channel to talk about Eternals. Um, fantastic podcast. Go listen to them. You can find them on... Uh, well, Derek is at Derek Jones uh, 198 But check out the Midnight Myth wherever you get this podcast. Yeah. But... The live-action Cad Bane was introduced in the book of Boba Fett, which Derek calls the best because he's Boba. But if he doesn't survive, he's worth a lot to me. 
the Empire will compensate you if he dies. <laughs> I, I, I actually just finished it's... watching that um, last night, actually. I finished what, the yeah. last episode. And uh, I... Very... For the longest for the longest time, I oh I never understood the the love and the adulation given to Boba Fett. Even as somebody who watched Clone Wars and you know religiously and stuff like that, it's like why is this person? So, you know he he had a total I think what four or five lines yeah. in the entire sequel trilogy, and he went out like a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, what makes him so badass? And I and that was never one of the you know, you know beyond you know the movies and you know the some of the animation, some of the comic books. I was never really that deep into lore, like the com, you know, the expanded universe, like the the books and everything else like that. Right. But even so, it's like, but why? What is it about him that made him this? All this feared bounty hunt, you know, legendary bounty hunter. Oh, a you know? lot of it. A lot of it is is because he looks cool. Like, yeah, yeah hands down. I mean, you, you look at him and you 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 just immediately think he's a badass. And out of all of the Empire Strikes Back based bounty hunters, he is. Oh, oh my goodness! There's somebody else here who's come in to uh, claim the claim the bounty. Hey, Jim. What's up, y'all? Hey, Ooh. hey, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, we, we're just ta- we just got started talking about Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett, Jim. Wait a minute, are you guys live or are you guys Memorex right no, now? No, we're live. We're live we're 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 live well, we're live meaning that we're recording right now, but Oh jeez, I didn't even jeez, I didn't even put makeup on. Oh that's <laughs> you, know, you, know, well, you don't need to even leave your camera on. This is this is all audio, so you can even yeah. turn your camera off if you want to, so just in case, in case your nose is shining. Maybe that would be best. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, we were just talking about. Um, we just, we just got on the topic of Boba Fett, and okay. you know, talking about how um, out of all of the introductory bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back, you, you knew he was going to be the focus of it. But they put a lot of love into the production of him in terms of foleying in like the uh, the spurs when he walks. He actually walks like a gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he I mean I I, I mean I guess the re- for me anyways, I mean when you know, when I got the figure. Oh, yeah. You know, um I had the doll. Oh, you had the 12-inch too. Yeah, oh, so you had I. the 12 Yeah, yeah, the mes- the what is it? The Mezco or No, it? no, no. It, no, it was an Amigo. It was an actual Star Wars release, a series of 12-inch large size action figures. And most of them were useless. Right, two good ones. Jim actually, yeah, the Boba Fett was the best one because he actually did stuff. Like you could look through a little, mm. kind of like um, you know, the Steve Austin, the six million, yeah, the six million dollar man. You could look through his helmet and he had Wookie he had, scalps. Yeah, he had the Wookie scalps, which were like oh, really, bar- wow. the, pretty much bar- different colored Barbie hair. He had uh, the the jet the jet pack that had a rocket that you could use as like a grappling hook. Jim actually had the rare IG eighty eight large size action figure too. Yeah, both of which are broken. Yeah. Oh well. But <laughs> it happens. But I think the thing with Boba Fett was is that yeah, it was just you know you see the guy and what four and a half minutes of total screen time between two movies. Well, if I guess that. you'd have to count. You'd have to count that horrible cartoon short, which most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it, it, it's just funny though because all right, so first off. Worst take I saw about the book of Boba Fett was someone referred to it as Beta Fett because you know he's a beta cuck. <laughs> oh god! Well, like, just because he, 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 just because he has that thing that all Star Wars characters have—a redemption arc. Oh my god! Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, somebody actually brought up a good point. It's like if you're bitching about him doing this, you never cared about the character. You thought he looked cool. Yeah, of course. Right. And here concept. I am, like. Watching the show and watching him appear in the Mandalorian and being like, "Well, I finally have justification for like the thirteen Boba Fett T-shirts I own." <laughs> well, the, the the great thing that the Mandalorian and you know it, it started with Clone Wars fleshing out his character or yeah. basically fleshing out his beginning as yeah. you know as a young young 
bounty hunter coming up through the galaxy and being mentored by Aura Singh and Cad Bane and by Boss. And then you see a whole complete arc being basically finalized in Mandalor in the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So he's so he's a fully fleshed out character now. He's he's just not a concept anymore. Yeah. And he didn't die from a falling into a monster's gullet and of course, they right. do it as birth at the end. I mean, what a horrible way for him to go! <laughs> right, exactly. For the supposedly most badass character in the in the Star Wars universe. Right. No, you do want to talk about badass though. How he took the Sarlacc out. Well, I mean, <laughs> technically speaking, it was Fennec. Well, well, because well, Fennec was the one who released the uh, the bomb. Yeah, the, the sonic, sonic, the sonic bomb. bomb. Oh my god! What what a great weapon that is! Yeah. I mean, just that it drops. And then you wait for it, and then you get the sound. I think that is that's such a cool, well-designed thing. That that sound effect was for me probably the the best thing in um, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, (laughs) silence, and then sonic charges. Yeah, 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 when you when you when you saw him in Mandalorian, you're like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> even even with the repainted armor and all that, it's just Boba Fett is is he's a really and you know what? Can I say? Yeah, his current look right now with the Tuscan robes underneath the the armor, yeah, looks awesome. I mean, I think I like this look better now than the original trilogy Boba Fett. Yeah, well, he look, definitely looks much cleaner. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is he's not wearing like a jumpsuit. It it works. Um, utilizing the gaffy sticks was really cool. And I got to admit, there the fight between him and Cad Bane in the season finale of Book of Boba Fett was fantastic. Yeah. It was a nice standoff. <clears throat> it worked really well. I it, I don't feel like it was a cheap like Boba got a cheap win. No, and it was a long. T- it was a long time coming. It was it was good fan service for the fans who stuck it out through Clone Wars and saw their history together. You know, so it's like, okay, yeah, the the payoff was worth it. Yeah. The only thing I would I would I wished that they mentioned was that it was Cad Bane that made that dent in um, Boba Fett's helmet. <sighs> the whole season's ruined. Then thanks, yeah, Mike. That, well, no, because I guess that was like a that was like a. Um, it was going to be put into the Clone Wars in like a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 storyboard yeah. the whole thing as well. But I think it got as far as animation actually, and then they just cut it. Yeah, animatics. Yeah, it got, yeah animatics. Yeah, like that. So, yeah, it's it would it'd be easy enough just to dedicate an entire show to Boba Fett, but we have other other armored bounty hunters to talk about, which brings <laughs> us to both the comic book keepers at uh, CP, CBK cast and the Oblivion Bar, uh, who is at Oblivion Bar Pod. Both said, and Oblivion Bar mentioned, it's hard not picking Mando at this point, right? I can get you more credits. I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. <laughs> <laughs> they both put the same gif in here too that this is the way gif alright oh, Din Djarin gentlemen thoughts uh, I mean entire essays have been written about the Mandalorian so there's really, <laughs> really there's not much more you can add to it what, what, um, what I like most is that it kind of expands upon kind of concept that was introduced in Star Wars The Old Republic uh, in the bounty hunter um, class story, in that Mandalorian doesn't have to mean someone that's from Mandalore. It can mean someone that just flies into the the creed. Well, not, well yeah, it, yeah. It, it actually starts in Knights of the Old Republic with um, uh, what's his Jim? What's the character's name? Candor Sordo. Yes, where is he, he a, was. Is he a Mandalorian? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, Mandal- yeah, he's Ma- he was Mandalore, and then got knocked off. From the from being Mandalore and became a bounty hunter because of it. You but know? he was Mandalorian, though. He was Mandalorian, but it, he he he. I think he was the one that introduced the whole concept of Mandalorians. Is, is not just, it's not a race; it's a creed, basically what it is. 
Well, right. so maybe he introduced it because I don't think they established. It's not canon. Yeah, it's not. I don't know if it's canon yet. No, well, but they're coming out with another one, a new like a new version of the video game, and That's I got supposed to be canon. Yeah, that will be canon. So yeah, is it good? I, I don't know if it's a remake of the old game or if it's going to be a whole new thing, right. but. But I will no. also give I, I will also give the Mandalorian credit for again taking concepts that were introduced in in Clone Wars and expanding it and fleshing it out, such as the idea that there are these different factions within Mandalore that don't exactly agree. You know, and you saw it in Rebels too, with, you yeah. know, with the different clans. Yeah, you had, in Clone Wars. Hmm. You saw it in Clone Wars. The Death yeah. Watch. That's in Clone Wars too. I think. It's yeah, in, I think. It, I think it starts in Clone Wars. Cool, expand, it's expa- in Rebels, and then Mandalorian kind of really fleshed out where you you know you have some some clans or 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 you know that believe this creed that yeah you never take off your helmet, and then you have other clans that were like you're 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 a religious fanatic for believing that. Yeah, seriously. And I- I also I like that the fact that you know, Book of Boba Fett does kind of confirm that yeah um, the uh, Mandalorians that took in Din Djarin were kind of a, a the Death descendants Watch, yeah. of Death Watch yeah because yeah. you know he she even mentions that they uh, they were on the the moon of um whatever it Concordia. was uh, Concordia huh? yeah and that's you know that's where Death Watch was based out of so and that's Bo Katan right or is yeah Bo Katan I can't remember if this yeah Bo Katan was in Death Watch and then she left. Yeah, then she then she's she's fought against the Death Watch. Yeah. Okay. Because Death Watch decided to follow Darth Maul. Right. Cool. But yeah, one one thing so, that yeah. that gets me, and I and I just think, and this goes for Boba Fett too, and this is why everybody, and this is why I like it. The best characters have always, you know, throughout cinema or books or whatever, have always been a really good amalgamation of the best parts of you know best stories so if you look at a mandalorian it's part spaghetti western cowboy part barton and they kind of mm. just put it all together and created this you know this great concept you know one of them which is always gets me about star wars is and and the mandalorian is no different it's just it's uh, the the outliers always seem to be the most interesting aspect of the movies i've always right. felt yeah right there yeah, and the thing is also is that the concept of Star Wars can be so elastic that it can it can transcend genre in terms of you know something like the Mandalorian. I mean, Mandalorian is essentially um, the the spaghetti western. The Book of Boba Fett is kind of like a little bit like a western, a little bit like the Godfather. I think more yeah. like Once Upon a Time in New York, I think, than the Godfather. Yeah, uh, I think I think I think you're I think, I think you're right, Andy. It's more yeah. more. Once upon a time in New York, where you're seeing the beginnings of yeah, of this, this empire, crime oh, empire, yeah, right. Well, not, I, maybe I, not necessarily a crime empire, but an empire, something that he controls, right? Yeah, I kind of uh, after I finished the uh, last episode, I was kind of like, this is what would it would the Godfather would be if instead of just protecting his family, Don Corleone decided to protect up all of New York, right? Right, which which yeah. in a place like Mars Eisley. Or just tattooing in general makes sense because again, the, you have a new republic that's struggling to hold this all, you know, the galaxy together. And, and like I said earlier, bounty hunters fill a niche that the republic and the you know galactic wide authorities can't fulfill. Right. You know, so you, so in a place like Tatooine, which has always been considered a lawless wasteland, you know, yeah. a, a lawless backwater. Somebody like Boba Fett bringing law and order is probably exactly what they need. Yeah. 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 Well, it, and, and what it's done, I think, with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, I know the comic books have been doing the Bounty Hunter Wars. Mm. Yeah. So they're using it as, I mean, I hate to say filler because it makes it sound like it's not viable, but right. they're using it as... Like they're doing the Bounty Hunter Wars, and I was telling Andy this. They're doing now. They're doing something like Crimson Rain or something like that, where it's oh, Crimson, oh, the Crimson Dawn. Dawn. It's yep, Crimson Dawn or something like that. And it's it's well, they call I think they're calling it Crimson Rain, but it's the Crimson Dawn, and they're going to fight the Empire now as well. So I mean, they're using those characters. I don't know if you call them like the Solo Verse or whatever, 
Right. But they're using those to kind of. Well, the the, the Star the Star Wars Underworld, you know, it's like yeah. it's everything we wanted from that the Star Wars thirteen thirteen game, but now it's just being shown on the on the on the TV. Exactly, and this is essentially <clears throat> what the next logical step from Solo was supposed to be was supposed to be, you know, the 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 dirty CD Underworld thing run by Darth Maul and Korra. And yeah, the, and and the, the thing is also is that Obi Wan Kenobi takes place timeline wise at around the same time that the actions in Solo take place. Right. So yeah. you could very well see some. I don't think you're going to see a lot of crossover, but yeah, I mean, you might see some. Uh, I mean, there's only so much crossover you can do because you're not going to have Obi Wan face Darth Maul. Yeah, the Rebels already took care been, of that. He was written yeah. out. They already said it was either going to be Darth Maul or Darth Vader, and they decided right, to go right. So, but now getting back to the bounty hunter aspect of things, though, the, th- the whole thing with the Mandalorian that I love is just like, it's the first time we really get a glimpse at the guild, you know, the, um, you know, the, there, there are people who are brokers that will kind of broker it and oh, yeah. then offer these jobs to, to various bounty hunters with the, um, oh God, well, I can't remember. Kreef Garga. Well, Kreef Garga, yeah, that, you know, played by the amazing and always cheap Carl Weathers. Uh, I love that they worked that into his character. It was fantastic. But the, oh, God, um, yeah. but the, what were the things that he was giving them? The, uh, bounty pucks. The fobs. The, the fobs. Yeah, the fobs. Oh, yes. The, the, tra- the yeah. tracking fobs. The tracking fobs. The, and there was a great little aspect of it. The fact that, you know, in order to get the job, you actually have to be a guild approved, um, bounty hunter. I just I love that that there is a there's a hierarchy to that, and that right, you, there, you, is, you, there is some order to being a bounty hunter. Well, you know, for for nerds like us who we love seeing the nuts and bolts inner workings of the Star Wars universe. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. how do they do this? Oh okay, they have tracking pods. <laughs> and also but, like in, right. in in the first episode on on Tatooine, you know, there's that like a newbie uh, bounty hunter that. You know, he wants to get into the guild, but the only way he can do that is by taking down a, uh, you know, a, a target, and oh, he's got his yeah. eyes on the next hand. Yeah, good and luck that with that. Guy, that guy was worthless. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but afterwards, like, because it came out around the same time as Rise of Skywalker, he, like, decided he was going to make a name for himself for just bad-mouthing the, uh, the entire... Star Wars. Yeah, the entire Star Wars. franchise. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, dude, you're not doing yourself any favors. I don't care who your dad is. Because apparently his dad is like, you know, actually his dad is Bobby Cannavale, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, no, they all suck. He got like a bitch. Yeah. And he died. Yes, exactly. But yeah, no, I love that about, well, then again, with, 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 with Mando, with Din Djarin, what I really love about him as a bounty hunter, the fact that he had a portable carbon freeze chamber on the Razor Crest. Yeah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Well, again, just from the very beginning, it, it's it's the thing that makes Bonnie Hunter Bonnie Hunters cool in Star Wars in the Star Wars universe is how they carry themselves. Yeah, you know they have the swagger, and yeah. Mandalorian had that in spades coming from right from the beginning, right from the first episode. You know, right, and just go walking up to the you know walking up to the target and saying, "I can either bring you in, I can bring you in cold or warm or cold." Yep, it's like okay, yeah. Yeah, he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. I love, too, just watching him being able to build his armor up, mm. like, throughout the course of the first four episodes. <laughs> video game. Yeah, for, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, that's, that's, yeah. that's, for those of us who play video games, that's, yes, he, exactly. he's leveling up. Yeah. He's grinding. He's grinding. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially at the end when he finally gets his jetpack. <laughs> yeah. You've unlocked jetpack. <laughs> I, I, I go back boss. to that, the, the portable carbon freeze chamber yeah. i was wondering if like there was a sharper image in space that he flew to <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh look he got him that he got that with a rhomba <laughs> space rhomba he's cleaning up his ship as he's oh man through the yeah so i i left i left off on our social media feedback in terms of uh Actually, mando um, if, if yep. i can, if i can go back to mandalorian for a second there yeah. What I especially love about like you know, you know like video games like the Knights of the Old Republic and then the Clone Wars is that they built up this mystique about the Man- Mandalorians, you know the the creed basically that they're the only ones that really ever um, serve. I mean, other than the Sith, 
They were the only ones that ever really kind of served as a foil to the Jedi. You know, they don't have the Force, but they've been, you know, they, they the legend goes that they are the only kind of people that have learned how to take down Jedi. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they were the only, um, that's what the Darksaber was for. Yeah. Well, the Darksaber, but also the the uh, the reason why Beskar. they had rifles on well, Beskar and they used, uh, you know, rifles with projectiles. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. They, they figured out, oh, they can deflect uh, blasters? Okay. You know, stop a bullet, you wizard bitch. <laughs> See, I like an explosion, explosive in your face. <laughs> Enjoy that, Mace, whatever your name is. <laughs> but I also, um, I, but I also like again that the Mandalorian handled that with a little bit more nuance. Again, this is coming back from from Rebels, where you <laughs> saw Sabine, yeah, you know, kind of mature beyond the idea that Mandalorians and and Jedi always need to be, and again, you saw this in Clone Wars too, when Mandalorians and Jedi's don't necessarily always have to be butting heads. Right. Yeah. You know, it, 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 the Mandalorian had a lot more nuanced take on it than just, hey, these are our natural enemies. We got to take down uh, Jedi no matter what. Right. Right. Exactly. But I do want to just uh, go back to our social media real quick because I did skip uh, Metal Core Nerds at Metal Core Nerds also. Uh, is on the side of this, he finds the way with Mando saying very hard because Mando is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Period. At this point, nice. um, yeah, no, it's it is a, it's an interesting character. I'm interesting to seeing you know if season three if he's going to remain a bounty hunter or if he's going to he's going to be a YouTube influencer. Being, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. He's gonna he's gonna open up a little B and B somewhere on the uh, the other side of the galaxy. Well, he he no, he no longer ha- he, he no longer has claim to man. Well, did he give back the dark saber? Yeah, he did. Uh, no, no, he no, oh, no. He got it. He still got oh, that's it. That's right. No, yeah, that's right. He's got to go to the mines of uh, of Mandalore to right. uh, reclaim his, uh, his his honor. Yeah, because he his honor. He, he he took his helmet off. Yeah, I do love also just just quickly about. Mando too is that I love seeing that intergalactic TSA sucks as much as our TSA does, yeah. <laughs> and that they use the same droid that they use in Star Tours, yeah, as like their intergalactic TSA agents. Yeah, Captain Rex. Yep. <laughs> All right. Mike, I'm shocked you knew that. Actually, no, it's, right. yeah. Well, actually, Rex no, is uh, DJing at Uga's Cantina at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge now. Yeah. I'll get a picture. He was able to find work. Right. What's it, so he goes from flying through space to spinning Blue Oyster Cult records and Disney Yeah, exactly. World? <laughs> yeah. No, hot, no, Jim. He's spinning hot jizz. Yeah. At the cantina. <laughs> hey, hey, they're jizz whales. Hey, he's whaling jizz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the official name of the music that the cantina band plays in the new Black episode. Of the, yep, they're whaling. They're, they're, they're jizz whalers. They're, they're jizz whaling jizz. Somewhere and there's it, a guy it, with a mask and a ball gag, ball gag going, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, l- let's wrap up our social media feedback here uh, with our good buddy Matt Jones at MattJones19 who says, I love for years how we all thought for uh, Forlom and Zuckus were Zuckus uh, was Forlom because Kenner accidentally switched their names on the action figures and decided just to double down and continue to market them incorrectly. <laughs> I replied to him, not all heroes wear capes. Um, <laughs> yes, I labored under that. For, it was so confusing. And even after they were Isn't out of the box. Isn't labor a strong term for that? Oh, really? It, I don't. I don't know. I, I I had a hard time. Like, is this Zuckus? Is this Forlom? I don't know. It didn't matter. You lost the gun within five minutes anyway. It, well, yeah, exactly. Even though Forlom actually had that really cool rifle because he was like the only droid that didn't have like the closed hand, like not the closed hand, but like the flat hand. He actually had a, a yeah. Thumb. He actually had a you could, like, yeah. Stick the yeah. you know you could stick the handle on. So the gun wasn't pointing at an angle, it'd shoot someone oh, they were know, still a little, little bit to the left. Angle, it's like one of those guns, too, that was too big. If his arm was straight down, it would, like, well, the, hit the floor, you had to keep it up. <laughs> so, well, the funny, the funny thing is, is is that, you know, Fort Lom is actually a protocol droid. So yeah. he's got that, he's got yeah. those arms in that constant angle. That's got to be a yes. bitch to, uh, to aim. 
<laughs> you know who had the best the best um, grip for their gun? Who? The best in guard. Yes. Yes. Yep. I had them too. Uh, oh, I, I had a couple. I, I yeah. remember that. And then you know you you look at that look at him you realize he could have fit into the Blue Oyster very well in Police Academy, but that doesn't. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Jim, did you have the uh, did you have the uh, the Bespin uh, patrol uh, uh, patrol vehicle? Yes. Oh, the double. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that that was like one of those vehicles that that I never got as a kid. My dad bought it for me at like the the vintage toy store. So. <laughs> I think between you and I, Andy, we had everything though. We, I think we between the two of us, yeah, we did. We even, I mean, we were also had a ton of other toys as well, like the um, what do you call it? Uh, the Clash, we had Clash the Titans and Tron figures, so Whoa, we're all boy. good. Yeah. So, yeah, but those, I, I always, I always like the look of those characters, even though, again, it's like Forlom was the cooler looking of them because he was. He was a droid with a fly's head. Yeah. And Zuckus was, Zuckus was, was a fly. A, the, yeah. He was a fly. Yeah, exactly. A gand. A gand yes, exa- I was going to say, a gand. A gand. Wow. So, a gand was a, that's a species. Yeah. So, ra- that is rounding, impressive. Wow. Well, I want to well, thank Jim, Jim didn't, you, didn't you play uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2? Sith Lords? They were, uh, they, they, um, one, of the, one of the major missions was uh, infiltrating a gand club. Sure. On, uh, on Nar Shaddaa. <laughs> and, and in uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, if you play the uh, Re- Republic Trooper, uh, one of his companion, one of their companions is a Gand. I, I believe you. I do. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Alright, well, let's, well, I want to thank everyone uh, on our, on who, who responded back to our Twitter feed. Thank you so much. And I do want to just move the conversation to round out the rest of the Empire Strikes Back bounty hunters that we were introduced to when we were introduced to Boba Fett and the not needing of that scum. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about Bosk. Trandoshan. Trandoshan, yeah. And actually, he was the first one that you saw because, you know, he's doesn't have the best spatial concepts, I guess, because his feet were hanging over the, uh, the edge of the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Well, I think he just wanted to air them out. Well, yeah, well, that's that's the thing, though. I don't think Trandoshans wear shoes. But, uh... It's just, you know, again, I think it was more of the concept of a cool lizard-looking character. Yeah. Um, I know that they had a... They, they did a lot with Bosk in... He was um, a special giveaway, wasn't he? Like, yeah, wasn't he like... Yeah, he was, a, we, he was one of the... I think he was the second giveaway. Yeah, you, it was, you got the uh, proofs of purchase and you mailed them in. Yep. I think. I think, yeah, he was the second... Because Boba Fett was the first, and then... Yes. It was yes. Bosk. And then, then Bosk. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on a website right now which lists out all the bounty hunters. It doesn't really say much about him. I know that, like, he had, he had a oh, ton if, if, of if stories. If that website in, that you sent us, then yeah. uh, that doesn't have all of the bounty hunters by a long shot. Okay, well, I didn't expect it would because there's so many of them. Um, yes. But, yeah, I mean, Bosk is, he looks cool. I know he, he had a story arc in Clone Wars because he and Aura Singh were, he, he, yeah, he and Aura Singh mentored a young Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. The comics. Um, he plays a big part in the comics. And and, and, the, and the, the the thing about not just Boss, but Trandoshans, Trandoshans in general, for some reason, seem to make good bounty hunters. Yeah. Um, well, but they I, I also... They also they, uh, at least according to Legends, uh, the Wookiees and Trandoshans never really get along. Well, no, it's actually... Yeah, that's the that's actually why Chrysan- Black Chrysanthemum ripped the Trandoshan's arms off and yeah, uh, yes. yeah, Book of Boba Fett. It's 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 actually I think it's canon that it's they ensla- the the Trandoshans enslave the Wookies. That's yes. what they, I mean they're bounty hunters, but main, their main thing is they're slavers. Yes. Yeah, right. And I think it's because uh, Trandosha was like right next to Kashyyyk, or was it within the same system? Makes sense. And they just they they just I think got the the technological upper hand on them, which allowed them to, to enslave Wookiees. Um, and that, that leaves us, actually, with, with one more bounty hunter. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention everyone's favorite molesting uncle bounty hunter, uh, Dengar. 
Can't wait to get started, right, fellas? Gotta hunt that bounty, but the bounty's in the hunt, I always say. Tricks of the trade, trade secret, disintegration devices. D-guns, D-bombs, D-missiles. I'm the disintegration machine. Want a guy disintegrated? Get me integrated. That's Dengar's motto. I want them alive. No disintegration. As you wish. Ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> or, or, what's our other name for him? Uh, Towelhead. Huh? Towelhead? What else? The world's most dangerous trash can. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. He's, I mean, again, just just some dude that they just dressed up like, okay, just just stand here, <clears throat> don't do anything. Like his publicity <laughs> stills are more threatening than Is anything he did in any of the movies. It's just, I mean, I, every time I look at pictures of, of Dengar, it's like, the dude looks like he's covered in piss-soaked rags. Yes, oh. exactly. <laughs> Joe, I get the same feeling. I feel, you know, again, and the, the term piss-soaked is perfect for that. It's like, I can, it's like he, he's got to smell like an old, old folks' home. <laughs> now, gone from Mandalorian have incredible swagger to poor Dengar. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, come on! <laughs> the thing when you saw him in Empire Strikes Back, like who is the who is the pedal the pedophile? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, be fun. I'd love to know what the backstory is. It probably was, geez, we need another bounty hunter. We have too much space here. Let's go to the prop room. Let's get some nice, some dirty sheets, and yep. <laughs> here's some pans, and here is an old crappy breastplate. Just just throw it on. See what you can do with yourself and stand there. Yep. Really try to look <laughs> Exactly. Hey, do you mind if I uh, get dressed in my windowless van? Yeah, knock yourself out. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> Want some space candy? <laughs> I just... You know, the funny thing with Dengar is also is that... So, first of all, do you know he actually makes an appearance in uh, Rise of Skywalker? No, I didn't. Yeah, he... So, and this is just something that somebody pointed out. He shows up in, like, that um, that bar where, I can't remember the character's name is, but where they were going to reprogram 3PO. Oh, yeah. And there's a guy that looks like he's, he's mainly, like, he's mainly robotic. And they said, Dengar has spent the last 30 years just getting cybernetic upgrades to prolong his life. And which, when I, when which I heard... You know yeah. Which, you know what, given given the book of Boba Fett, actually kind of yes. makes sense. I was half expecting that we were going to get, like, this this reveal at the end that the mods um, were secretly, covertly working for Dengar to get oh my God. Yeah. on... I, you know what, I, I, would, I, would, I would love that. I had, you know, I, I'll go on record, I had no problem with the mods. I thought it worked well, considering, you know, Lucas's love of classic yeah. cars and stuff. But that, I think that would have been, like, a really cool twist. It's like they were working for Dengar, who is himself a mod. Yep. After offering all that free space candy, <laughs> getting into his what his his white space van. Hey, you kids need me to buy you some space beer? <clears throat> um. So that's all I got to say about Dengar. So uh, uh, he, um, yep. I also also say that he still got some of the best lines in the the uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Key to this whole bounty hunter thing? Disintegration. That's all you do. Dengar, you need to do something? Disintegrations. No disintegrations. Aw. <laughs> I still think my favorite robot chicken bit, though, is the one where they're just standing next to uh, IG-88. It's like, what's this guy's deal? And he's like, in the back of it, you know, you see, like, the thought bubble. And he's like, he dunks the basketball, then he's oh. doing, like, the Kutimbe, <laughs> the tumbo thing where he's just shaking his finger at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, I want to, Joe, Joe. You brought up uh, Black Chrysanthemum, and I want to just bring him up real quick because <clears throat> what a great! I, I love the fact that he's he's kind of officially like film canon now. Yeah, and not he was, uh, he was in the comic book. books at first. He was in the comic right. books, first. right? And this means that we are we are just steps away, probably a couple series away. From finally getting Doc, 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 Doc Afra, yeah, as a live action character. Oh, please! I, I think, think bet so. between her and oh, Laura would... Jade, it's like they are the two women that even like the toxic fanboys would still be like, "Yay!" Until they realize that you know Doctor Afra is a lesbian. They're like, "No!" And they <laughs> give, oh, they get, they give oh the no! It's woke. <laughs> or, and yeah. One, 
I wonder if that means they'll also bring in like a triple zero and um oh uh, the other homicidal droid. Yes, exactly. And Mike, if they don't, what even is the point? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but I just Black Santa was great because it just he looked he he fit exactly what I expected the live action version to look like. He looked pissed all yeah. the time. Um, yeah. And just, you know, the fact that, you know, like, you're ripping Trandoshan's arms off, you know, don't worry, they'll regrow. Uh, hey, the, you, the, you know what? If they're going to bring in uh, Black Chrysanthemum, that means we are we might be getting Shizor. <laughs> oh, jeez, God, Prince Shizor. Because uh, where, where was Black Chrysanthemum first mentioned? Oh, shit, he was mentioned. He was, in, he was yep. mentioned Shizor. Shadows of the Empire. Because yep. they dressed up uh, Chewbacca like him. Motherfucker. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Get a, maybe you get a Dash Rendar sighting, that'd be exciting. Oof. Kyle Katarn. Oh Jesus. Kyle Katarn. Dash Rendar. Hi everyone, I'm here! Oh, um, yeah. I'm just here for the video games, that's all. Um, yeah, any other... I mean, there's a couple of the bounty hunters that that really didn't do much. I mean, they did more in the I think the animated series. Um, the clone, Aura the clone, yeah, Clone Wars. Always saying Asajj Ventress. Uh, yeah, uh, I think you'd be remiss if you didn't mention Asajj Ventress. I mean, yeah. she, you know, as as kind of Count Dooku's forgotten apprentice. You know, her character arc was really, really well done. Your skills are impressive. Perhaps a match for my own assassin. Count Dooku may have taught you how to swing a lightsaber, General, but that hardly makes you my equal. And yet, I am the general in charge of this assault. Remember, assassin, you are to recover the clone DNA. Why not just destroy it? Because the DNA could unlock new possibilities for us. Keep playing with your droids. I'll handle breaking into the DNA room. Shall I provide you with a droid escort? My dear General, there's nothing you have that I could want. Yo, God, yeah. Yeah. They finally, they killed her off event in a book. Like, yeah, in the, Quin- in, the Quinlan Voss, in the Quinlan Voss book. Yeah. Right. So. You mean Quinlan Voss, Jedi Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, for God's sake, he's grouchy and he's short and he's hairy. Come on. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And a, and a loner. Good and character. A loner. Good, no, good character, but it's like, okay. Yeah. what we're doing here. So, yeah. But also, you know, um, Aura Singh, who does make an appearance in uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Phantom Menace. People lost their minds. It was just like, it was like two frames. And I was like, okay, she's gone. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know we also had Zam Wazel uh, from uh, Attack oh, of the yeah. Clones. Yeah, you and knew they were that... really reaching that one point when they had a Zam Wessel comic book. It's like, oh dear God. Well, the weird thing about that is, so the whole dynamic in Attack of the Clones, how bounty hunters paid other bounty hunters to do the bounting for them, and then those bounty hunters used assassin droids and assassin caterpillars. <laughs> to do their work. That movie makes that that movie seriously is the worst Star Wars. Um <laughs> No. No, yeah. no. Maybe no, th- it has the worst scenes, but it, it no. Okay, are you, are you are you still on the Phantom Men- Menace uh train for that one? Well, just talk about wh- where does Aura Singh show up? One of the most yeah, she tedious, does show up in... tedious scenes in the history of Star Wars. Yeah, it, the I pod mean... race. And, and, and to Jim's, you know, to Jim's point, I mean, Quinlan Voss became a character from a background. Some dude just sitting in, you know, sitting at a at, at a at a table. Yeah. You know, in in, in a cantina in, in Mars Isley. He's just like, oh, let's let's make let's build a whole character out of this guy. No, they were just. I mean, how would you like to be an author for some of those those older books that that were supposed to be the official canon? They're like, yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas Cannon. And yeah. they still got their money. Yeah. Do you guys have anything to say about Django Fett? Because I, I feel like he didn't do much in the way of bounty hunting <clears> in terms of anything he did. It, I mean, we got introduced but, to the full capabilities. Good video of, game. It could, yeah. Good video yeah. game. But, I, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it could be argued that 
as the template for the clone troopers. Yep. He's probably one of the arguably the most important character in the uh, in the entire Star yeah. Wars canon. Was your trip productive? Fairly. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's come to check on our progress. Your clones are very impressive. You must be very proud. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Ever made your way as far into the interior as Coruscant? Once or twice. Recently? Possibly. Then you must know Master Cypher Dias. Uh, Baba, Rudet Sohib. Master who? Cypher Dias. Is he not the Jedi who hired you for this job? Never heard of him. Really? I was recruited by a man called Tyrannus on one of the moons of Bogdan. Curious. Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, in, in uh, Mandalorian Season 2, he, uh, Boba Fett does talk about some stuff that his father did do. Right. So he was a bounty hunter of some note. Well, it's, 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 it's implied that as the template for the, for the, I mean, you know, as the template for the clone troopers, it's implied that he's basically the 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 perfect specimen for a soldier and a mercenary and a and a and a you know what they needed for the troopers to be. Yeah, right. Client exactly. zero. Yeah, I still, you know, I still wish though in um, Attack of the Clones when after Base Windu lops his head off and Boba goes to get the helmet. He just picks it up and well, you just hear like you hear the yeah you hear the sucking sound. <laughs> no, the sucking sound you heard was the romance scenes between oh, <laughs> talking about dirty sand and stuff. About sand, yeah. <laughs> and not not sucking as in, but sucking as in no, they they just sucked. No, yeah, they no, just they sucked. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, awful. what's another word for su- siphon? It's yeah, siphoned. it was terrible. <laughs> um. So yeah, are there any other bounty hunters you guys want to talk about before? We did you guys talk about Fennec or? We, we, oh, we did. Well, yeah, 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 she's she a bounty hunter. She's an assassin. She's an assassin. No, she's an That's kind of a gray line. That's kind of a gray area, you know. Yeah. Because I mean, you think about it, it bounty hunters could, you know, part of the job of the bounty hunter could be to take out targets, you know. Yeah. And Fennec Shen, she's an assassin. And she does it for money, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, well, she's yeah. also the major domo for, right, Boba Fett. And, and I will say, the scene where she takes out all of those um, leaders. Oh was, man, what a so great good. scene! So oh, good. They pulled it from the last scene of the Godfather. Yeah. Pretty, well, yeah, pretty much. Oh, it's oh, it's fantastic. I love, I love that scene. And yeah, that is a weird one. I mean, it's it's funny because I saw a whole bunch of memes like as the show was progressing, where it's you know, just like this. Uh, it's it's a picture of Fennec Shan at a window with a thing that says, "You want me to kill them?" Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny though because if you watch the Bad Batch, she's actually a straight up bounty hunter in Bad Batch. That's yeah. right. That's right. You know where she's just have she has to get Omega, bring back Omega to uh, bring Omega back to uh, Camino. Right. You go, girl. <laughs> Any chance you have to give Ming Na Wen more work, please do use it because she is fantastic. Yes, she's always good. I agree. I agree. Um, so, any other any other uh, bounty hunters y'all want to talk about? I think you've covered them all. Yeah, we've covered the 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 the, the hit list, the the big hit list. Yeah. Oh well. Mike, I mean, we got to mention uh, our favorite assassin droids from oh, yeah. uh, the the Old Republic. Yeah, HK fifty five was it forty seven? Well, the original is HK forty seven. Yeah, from Knights of the Old Republic, and then his successor in start in the uh, MMO is HK fifty five. Yeah, like yeah. fifty five or fifty six or something like that. Yeah, it's fifty five. 
getting, getting him on your team is apparently a pain in the ass because you have to find all his pieces. No, it is hard. <laughs> I think HK stands for Hunter Killer, right? Yeah. Yes. I cannot harm you. Statement. That is correct. Conclusion. And you cannot harm me. Irritated statement. That is what we said, obsolete unit. There must be a delay in your processors. Statement. Then that is all I need to know. Confused query. Where are you going? Ineffectual command. Stop! Ineffectual command. We command you to stop! Statement. But you said so yourself. You have just admitted your own weakness. Conclusion. You have just shown me your soft, meatbag-like underbellies and said, HK-47, please shoot me repeatedly there until I die. Statement. You cannot stop me. You cannot harm me. In order to do that, I would need to end my self-preservation programming. Conclusion. I would need to stop being one of you. I have concluded that this is something I am willing to accept. Statement. You cannot change your own programming. Statement. Even if you could, there is not time. Statement. We shall see. Yeah, they were they were they originally yeah, they were originally sent out as assassin droids. But then HK-47s didn't get a memory wipe, and he just became a bounty hunter. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad I remembered that I feel like I've redeemed myself with that whole Gan fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but HK-47 was fantastic because he called everybody meatbags. Right. He, 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 had, he, had, he did not hide his contempt whatsoever for, for living beings, for organic beings. Yeah. <laughs> but he still works with you. Every organic was a target. It was a yeah. possible target. Very true. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, geez. I love when they go fast because I knew this was going to be a long episode. I think yeah. we all kind of expected that. But I think it was a good – it was a fun conversation. We get, yeah. We get a yeah, lot it of was. Like I said, I mean, nerdy out of the way. Well, like I said, I mean, Bonnie Hunters are such an integral part of Star Wars lore. I mean, you get – like – like Mike says, you know, in Star Wars: The Old Republic, one of the major, cl- you know, there's six classes. One of the, cl- you know, one of the classes of oh, eight, or when I started, it was six. But one of the, um, you know, the dark side classes is the bounty hunter. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. such a big part of what it is to be in Star Wars that, yeah, okay, it it, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, and that's actually one of the. I'm still working my way through finishing all the story missions, and that's the one I'm working on now. But the entire first chapter of his uh, of the bounty hunter is beating what's called the Great Hunt, where you know I have to go to each planet and hunt down a target, and also hunt down the the uh, hunter that's also trying to get that target. Oh, jeez! And you have to keep doing that until um, you uh, win the Great Hunt. You're the last one, last hunter standing. Yeah, so it kind of it kind of builds on the uh, whole bounty hunter kind of creed and mythology, which is really cool. So I I, I I haven't gotten around to playing that game. It's just part of it is I'm not a big PC gamer. Yeah, you're not a big gamer. So, no, I'm not a big gamer at all. But even PC gaming, I have it downloaded. It was free to download, but I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's really good, but it's, yeah. I mean, you got to put some time into it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah. It's just, it's a all that line. precious time I don't have. Yeah, like each planet is anywhere from like maybe two to eight hours to beat. Okay, right. and 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 each it's it's each plant you know each class has a fully realized story with at voice acting and cut yep. scenes and everything else like that. So it's yeah. it's a it's a big time investment. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the rumor is, and Joe will know this, that, you know, if you like that type of game, like that open world sandlot almost, that massive who does the division games, yep. they are currently, the reason why you haven't seen a new division, Joe, is they're working on a massive multiplayer Star Wars game. Like, and, like I, and like I said, if that happens, goodbye Destiny, goodbye Division. I am all in on this on the Star Wars game like that. <laughs> You kidding me? If you if I get to get by like spaceships and fly all over the galaxy, yup, I'm gone. I'm like lightsaber. Oh yeah, you give me lightsabers and blasters and force power. Oh god, yeah. Uh, In a Destiny style setting. Hmm? 
It was Star Wars yeah, Battlefront. But it'll be but it'll be better it'll be better than Star Wars Battlefront. I, I, Banging two rocks together is better than those games. Those are <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well guys, thank you so much. Jim, thanks. I'm so happy you were able to join us tonight. Yeah. This is a fun conversation. Thank you. Thank, see you again, Jim. Thanks yeah. for bringing me in. So anyway, folks, next time, uh but the next time we launch an episode, it'll be April, which means it's Geek Salad's unofficial Disney month. And Mike. Why don't you tell the good folks at home what we're getting? Well, um, a lot of us, when growing up, we had the uh, the Disney Afternoon block of cartoons. Uh, they start they started it with uh, the Adventures of Gummy Bears and Ducktales, and then they introduced a whole bunch more, and we're going to discuss them. Yep, and that we, there are a bunch of cartoons we're going to be talking about. Yeah. I think they're all available on Disney Plus. Um, I think DuckTales. I don't, know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember Gummy Bears. Really? Oh, I don't remember. I, remember I, don't, I only remember Gummy Bears being on Saturday morning. So they, they yeah, made, they made it. They made a cartoon about based on the candy. Based on the German candy. Yeah, the, the flavorless German candy, or the and, American yeah, version, which actually has all the fruit really flavors. Lorenzo Music played a played a character. Ah, so. Ooh. Excellent, excellent. So that's going to be our conversation. So if you have a favorite uh, show in the um, in the Disney afternoon, I'm expecting a lot of love for Gargoyles. Uh, <laughs> drop us a line on our Twitter feed at Geek Salad Radio or on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. Uh, you can also check out Mike and I do weekly videos of our movie reviews where we talk about movies. Currently, Mike and I are covering our favorite James Bond films and our least favorite we're taking we're taking a week off but by the time this episode airs it's not gonna matter uh i don't even know why i brought it up um (laughs) so we're talking about our james our favorite james bond films you can find us on youtube at geek salad radio uh if you found the podcast obviously you know where to find it but tell your friends they can get it wherever they get their podcasts itunes stitcher spotify google Podcasts. we are there um also check out our t public store at t public keyword geek salad podcast I think I got everything. Thinking. I'm good. So anyway, (laughs) folks, thanks a lot, Jim. Again, thank you very much. And until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. Go forth and be nerdful. Talk to you later. Bounty hunters. We don't need their scum. My brother's a bounty hunter, Gareth.